The Story of Psychology, with your host, Professor Todd, based on the work of Dr. C. George Bore. Part 3, The 1800s. Hi, this is Professor Todd, your host for the Story of Psychology podcast, as well as the Great Ideas in Psychology podcast, both of which are available through iTunes U and hosted by Missouri State University. Today, I'm going to deviate from our typical format to bring you a special bonus podcast about a new movie that is soon to be released, about some very important events in the history of psychology. Also, because this is the week before Thanksgiving, I'm going to be taking two weeks off from podcasting to enjoy some time with my family and to eat far too much turkey and pecan pie. So I'll be back after Thanksgiving with some great new stories. But for now, let me tell you about a new movie called A Dangerous Method. It's the story about Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, and a young woman named Sabina Spielrein. If you are a student of the history of psychology, you no doubt know about Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung. But you may not know the details of how Freud and Jung first met, or why their relationship eventually disintegrated. This movie is going to tell you a story that has rarely been told in classes about the history of psychology. The movie stars Michael Fassbender as a young Dr. Carl Jung, who is seduced by the challenge of a very difficult case, that of a young patient named Sabina Spielrein. Sabina is a beautiful yet unbalanced woman played by Kira Knightley. Dr. Jung treats his new patient with an experimental method called psychoanalysis, a method that had been developed by the renowned psychologist Dr. Sigmund Freud, who in this movie is played by Viggo Mortensen. As the story unfolds, the relationship of both Freud and Jung with each other and their relationships with Sabina change the development and history of psychology. Now, when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I was struck by the beautiful historical costumes and settings. And in fact, the movie was shot on location in Vienna, including some interior locations at the actual home where Sigmund Freud lived. Now, of course, this home is now the Freud Museum. And the movie also includes some settings in Germany around Lake Constance. And in fact, Carl Jung enjoyed spending time on the water and in fact was given a sailboat as a gift from his wife. The movie includes scenes of Michael Fassbender as Carl Jung sailing on an authentic sailboat similar to the one owned by the real Dr. Jung. In fact, Michael Fassbein was given lessons in sailing by the owner of this sailboat in order to make this scene more realistic. You will also see a recreation of the Jung family village in Kusnacht, and you will see the grounds of the actual hospital where Dr. Carl Jung worked and treated Sabina Spielrein. So the trailer looks beautiful with plenty of historical locations. But, as with any historically-based movie, I want to know how historically accurate is the storyline of this movie. And in this podcast, we're going to try to answer that question. I am going to tell you about the story of the movie A Dangerous Method 
and go behind the scenes with you to give you some historical information so that we are going to be able to determine just how accurate this movie is. In the first part of this podcast, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the storyline of the movie. And I have to warn you that this description will contain some spoilers. So if you don't want to know the story of the movie before you see it, click ahead to the next chapter of this podcast. You'll skip the description of the movie and go right to the historical analysis. Or, even better, you can go see the movie yourself and then come back to this podcast and check out the historical information then. On the other hand, I don't know how fair it will be to really call this a spoiler. A Dangerous Method is a historical movie. It contains historical information that's available if you want to look for it. So it would kind of be like going to the movie Titanic and someone spoils it for you by saying that the ship sinks at the end. So, if you're concerned about spoilers, skip ahead. If not, let's learn more about this movie. Before I begin to tell you what's in the movie, let me tell you a little bit about the history of the film itself. The movie is based on a book by John Kerr called A Most Dangerous Method. This book was turned into a stage play by Christopher Hampton. The play, called The Talking Cure, had a successful run at the National Theatre in London with Rafe Fiennes as Carl Jung. Christopher Hampton is a screenwriter who has a keen interest in psychoanalysis and actually spent a great deal of time researching the relationships between Jung, Freud, and Sabina. He also visited the hospital in Zurich where he read Dr. Jung's actual clinical notes about Sabina's case history. And now, Christopher Hampton's stage play has been turned into a film by director David Cronenberg, who was the director of one of my other favorite films, Crash. All right, with this as our setup, we are ready to take a look at the story of A Dangerous Method. All right, one last warning. If you're concerned about spoilers, this is the section that you'll want to skip. But for everyone else, let's talk about the storyline of this new movie, A Dangerous Method. The setting is Zurich, Switzerland, 1904, on the eve of World War I. A 29-year-old psychiatrist, Dr. Carl Jung, is at the beginning of his career. He lives with his pregnant wife, Emma, and works at a hospital. There, he takes on a new patient, an 18-year-old young woman named Sabina Spielrein. Inspired by the work of Dr. Sigmund Freud, Jung tries Freud's experimental treatment known as psychoanalysis, or the talking cure, on his new patient. Sabina is a well-educated Russian who speaks fluent German. She's been diagnosed with hysteria and is known to be disruptive and violent. As she talks with Jung during their therapy sessions, she reveals a childhood that is marred by humiliation and beatings from her authoritarian father. The psychoanalysis with Jung uncovers a disturbing sexual element to her dysfunction, which of course upholds Freud's theories connecting sexuality with emotional disorders. Realizing the complexity and possible significance of this case, Jung begins a correspondence with Freud. And through his correspondence on Sabina's case, Jung forms a friendship with Freud. 
Their first meeting is a marathon affair. They talk for hours. And as the relationship deepens between Freud and Jung, Freud begins to see Jung as his intellectual heir. He will later go on to describe Jung as the crown prince of psychoanalysis. However, there's another relationship forming, and that is between Dr. Jung and his patient Sabina, who, despite her ailment, is clearly brilliant. Now, the treatment of Sabina is successful, and Sabina then pursues a career as a psychiatrist with Jung's encouragement. After this, Sigmund Freud asks Carl Jung to treat a fellow psychiatrist, Otto Gross, whom Freud describes as a committed immoralist and drug addict. Now, Jung is intrigued by Gross's defiant and clever arguments against monogamy. And after being influenced by Gross, Jung pushes aside his own ethics and gives in to his feelings for Sabina. And then they enter a sexual tryst, which of course violates the doctor-patient relationship. This is a relationship that, if discovered, could end Jung's career. Meanwhile, as time passes, Freud and Jung begin to grow apart due to their clashing ideologies. Jung protests Freud's rigid adherence to his theories about sex, and Jung's growing interest in mysticism further threatens their alliance. Things really begin to unravel between them when they travel together to America. Sigmund Freud was invited to visit America and speak at Clark University. Jung saw this as a great opportunity, but Freud had misgivings. Upon their return to Europe, Jung began having some misgivings of his own about his relationship with Sabina. He was tortured by guilt. He felt responsibility both to his profession and to his personal career. And so he broke off their relationship with Sabina. In response, Sabina attacked Jung in his office and cut his cheek before she fled to Geneva to become Sigmund Freud's patient. Now, Freud confronted Jung about this relationship, and Jung lost a lot of integrity in Freud's eyes by denying the affair in a letter, which was a desperate attempt to keep his professional standing. But this subterfuge also damages Sabina's credibility. She and Jung later reach an understanding after sleeping together one last time. And this time, it is Sabina who decides that she needs her freedom. As he parts ways with Jung, Sigmund Freud faces his own mortality. He sees Sabina's potential as a therapist and gives her some of his own clients. As Sabina establishes herself professionally, her attachment to Carl Jung wanes. The movie ends in 1913 as a married and pregnant Sabina visits Jung to find that his marriage has survived and he has a new mistress. With World War I approaching, Jung has changed from the optimistic man that we met at the beginning of the film. Of course, he has learned much, but as in any case where innocence is sacrificed upon the altar of knowledge, Jung has damaged the people closest to him.
and become damaged himself in the process. At the end of the film, Sabina and Jung reach a bittersweet closure. And that is the storyline for the movie A Dangerous Method. So what do you think? If you're like me, you may wonder, Sabina who? I don't ever recall learning about her in any of my history of psychology classes. Was there really such a person? Did she really have an affair with Carl Jung? Was that affair really one of the causes of the rift between Jung and Freud? Well, let's dig a little bit deeper and find out what are the true life events behind the story of A Dangerous Method. If you have skipped ahead to this section so that you avoided the storyline of the movie, I want to welcome you back. But for everyone else, let's talk about how accurate is this storyline. Let's look behind the scenes and find out what is the history behind this movie. First of all, let me assure you that Sabina Spielrein was a real figure in the history of psychology. Sabina Spielrein was one of the first female psychoanalysts. She was a pioneer in her specialist field of child psychology. And yet she's barely mentioned in the history of psychoanalysis, despite the fact that in 1912, she presented to the Psychoanalytical Society her conception of the sexual drive as containing both an instinct of destruction and an instinct of transformation. In this presentation, there is strong evidence that Sabina influenced the work of both Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud. Her influence on Jung is seen in Jung's idea of the archetypes of the feminine in men and the masculine in women, sometimes called the syzygy, and the idea of transformation. Her influence on Freud is seen in Freud's theory of the sex instinct libido, and the death instinct, Thanatos. Freud later acknowledged in one of his books that Sabina had led him to this path of thought. On the other hand, possibly due to the nature of their relationship, Jung never publicly acknowledged that any of Sabina's ideas had influenced his thinking. In fact, it was only with the discovery of Sabina's hospital records, her personal journals and correspondence with Jung and Freud, which have now been published, that it has become apparent that she inspired both men's ideas. So the movie A Dangerous Method does in fact portray true life events of a decade-long relationship between three pioneers of modern thought and founders of psychoanalysis, Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud, and Sabina Spielrein. Through the discovery of Spielrein's diaries and her correspondence with both Freud and Jung, the film is able to reveal some unknown aspects of each of these individuals' lives. When you see the movie, pay attention to the locations. Much of the film was shot on location in Vienna, at the hospital where Jung actually worked, and in Sigmund Freud's home. Much of the dialogue in the film is taken directly from the correspondence between Jung, Freud, and Spielrein. 
In fact, many of the characterizations of the actress playing Spielrein are drawn directly from patient notes that are still maintained at this hospital. For instance, a note that says, quote, patient laughs and cries in a strangely mixed compulsive manner. Masses of ticks. She rotates her head jerkily, sticks out her tongue, twitches her legs. Cannot stand people or noise. When Sabina Spielrein arrived at the hospital at the age of 18, she had been very protected from sexuality and sexual information. She was assigned to Dr. Carl Jung, a newly qualified doctor, as his first patient, and records indicate that he diagnosed her as hysteric. Jung decides to attempt a new technique on Spielrein, one which he had read about in a book by a Viennese neurologist, Sigmund Freud. The technique is called psychoanalysis. It's later dubbed the talking cure, a dangerous method that inspired the title of the film. The film accurately depicts Spielrein's history of physical abuse and complex dysfunctional family relationships, as well as her association between love, pain, and ultimately pain providing sexual gratification. Now, this intimate style of talk therapy is dangerous in that the therapist is always unsure of what it may uncover, and it can lead to blurred boundaries between the patient and the doctor. And this proved to be the case for Jung and Spielrein. However, it also proved to be a powerful healing process, as demonstrated by the fact that Spielrein's behavior and mental clarity improved in just a year. Throughout his treatment of this difficult and challenging case, Carl Jung looked to Sigmund Freud for advice and input, thus marking the commencement of their historic six-year partnership, in which the two men challenged, debated, and explored many concepts in the search for an answer to the question of what was the basic driving force behind human behavior and what led to episodes of mental illness. Following Spielrein's treatment, Jung continued an intellectual relationship with Spielrein as she was studying to become a psychoanalyst herself. At the same time, Jung began treating a new patient, a fellow psychologist, Otto Gross, at the request of Freud. Gross, who strongly believed in not repressing any desire, lived a life of excess and indulged in all things forbidden by society. Now, the character of Otto Gross is also an historical figure. Gross was an Austrian psychoanalyst. He was a maverick early disciple of Sigmund Freud and later became an anarchist. He was an early champion of a form of sexual liberation, and his work influenced the philosophy of Max Stirner and Friedrich Nietzsche. And Carl Jung would later say that his entire worldview changed after his attempt to psychoanalyze Otto Gross. Gross meets Jung when Jung is already questioning Freud's methods, and also the emotional and sexual feelings that Sabina arouses in him. So, in a sense, Gross becomes the catalyst for Jung and Sabina's sexual relationship, as it's through these conversations that Jung has with Gross that Gross suggests to Jung that Jung desires but also fears a sexual relationship with Sabina. 
And Jung begins to seriously consider crossing his personal boundaries and violating his doctor-patient relationship with Sabina. Gross's influence transformed Jung, and in doing so transformed Jung and Spielrein's intellectual relationship into a sexual interlude, as Jung was looking for validation and approval to act on a desire that he knew to be against his better judgment. However, and here's where things get dicey, this indulgence in a sexual relationship with Spielrein proved to be a powerful healing experience for her because it normalized her taboo desires to experience pain via spankings and other submissive behaviors. And so this forbidden relationship with a father-like figure in her psychiatrist strengthened her mental health while at the same time eroding Carl Jung's mental health. So what else of historical accuracy will we find in this film? Well, the film explores the relationship from Spielrein's entry to the hospital in 1904 through the dissolution of the partnership between Freud and Jung in 1912. Now, Jung had long been an admirer of Freud's prior to their first meeting in Vienna in 1907. At this first meeting, they engaged in a 13-hour-long conversation. This initial meeting of such great minds marked Freud's discovery of his intellectual heir. But Jung had never entirely accepted Freud's theory. Their relationship began to cool in 1909 during a trip to America. Sigmund Freud had been invited to come to Clark University by Granville Stanley Hall, and on this trip, he was to, to deliver a series of lectures about psychoanalysis, the first and only trip that Freud made to America. Well, he was accompanied on this trip by Carl Jung. And as you might imagine, this was a long overseas journey accompanied by a quite long train ride as well, getting from their landing point in New York all the way up to the site of the university. They entertained themselves along the way, by analyzing each other's dreams. Jung went first, telling Freud intimate details of his own dream life. But when it was Freud's turn, he became resistant. He said that they would have to stop this exercise because he was afraid that he would lose his authority. Jung was insulted by this, and their relationship was never the same afterwards. Freud and Jung met face-to-face -face for the last time in 1913 for the International Psychoanalytical Congress in Munich, Germany. Jung gave a talk on psychological types, the introverted and extroverted type, that he described in analytical psychology. This constituted the introduction of some key concepts which came to distinguish Jung's work from that of Freud during the next half century. Carl Jung is noted for his work on self-actualization, understanding the human psyche, and his theories on personality. These concepts have become part of the common language. For instance, terms like 
introverted, extroverted, and having a sense of self are all Jungian terms. Freud, of course, is best known for the concepts of the id, ego, and superego. Both Jung and Freud looked at the connection between the conscious and unconscious mind, but ultimately they differed in their theories on how the conscious and unconscious mind connect. Additionally, though Spielrein is often not referenced in the history or development of psychoanalysis, her theory of the sexual drive as being both an instinct of destruction and an instinct of transformation preceded Freud's introduction of the death drive, or thanatos, as well as Jung's views on transformation. And this illustrates how she inspired both men's most creative ideas. Spielrein later returned to Russia, where she is credited with bringing psychoanalysis to Russia, and influenced the work of renowned child theorist Jean Piaget. In Russia, Spielrein trained a number of the most distinguished analysts of the new Soviet Union, before finally returning to practice medicine in her native town. In 1941, by now a widow, Sabina Spielrein and her two young daughters were taken by Nazi occupying forces. Being of Jewish descent, Spielrein and her young daughters were led by the Nazis to a local synagogue, where all three were executed. And so, the movie A Dangerous Method tells a story from the history of psychology that has been largely untold to this point. Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, and Sabina Spielrein were each brilliant in their own right, but their relationships with each other expanded their creativity to remain inquisitive in a common drive to understand themselves as well as the behavior of others. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this bonus podcast about the movie A Dangerous Method. If you would like to see the trailer for this movie, click on the link in the podcast artwork. The movie is being released on November 23rd in New York and Los Angeles, and then in wider release across the country beginning in mid-December. I hope that you get a chance to check it out. So to all my podcast listeners in America, happy Thanksgiving. And to those of you around the world, have a great two weeks, and I'll see you soon. This is Professor Todd, and you've been listening to the Story of Psychology podcast.